building. Look at your list in front of you. You should have a list that I passed out that's got some stuff about that. Meals, things on there is about community building. There's literally a list of things that is community building, right? You guys need to know this list forwards and backwards. If you've been a leader in this area for three to five years, you should have been able, you should be able to make this list. This stuff should be right, and, and honestly, if there's not things on here that surprise you, you need to get them going when you're at summer camp. Community building things are found not just in the community building part, but in other elements, like in the club element, right? Have your school sit together. That kind of falls under the community building aspect. Does that make sense? All kinds of stuff on this list that is focused around this. And here's what's great. For you guys who've gone away to like Sharp Tops and some of the camps that in the South, sometimes they do the uh, infuriating, I know if Chad was here, he gets angry all the time about this. They want to take, uh, they want to split up the camp into groups and they split you by cabins instead of by areas. And so suddenly your girls are in team A and you're from one cabin and your girls from another cabin are in team B and your guys are on team C. And it's, doesn't help in community building, right? And even sometimes we've challenged people who are running camps on this and said, look, we, we want to be together. Like, oh, but part of a great experience at camp is meeting other people from other places. And I say, you're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. I mean, I'm not lying. What will help the gospel with your students is there with you and your students. Everyone has that one or two guy, right? He's like the player at camp, and he's going to meet every girl at camp, and he's never with your group. And you know what the gospel does with him? Almost nothing. He's not with you. He's not with the community. So I, when I've been at summer camp, I am militant about keeping our folks together any way possible. All these ideas on here, you should be implementing every single one at summer camp. Number two, the gospel is for you. When you're at summer camp, and you're listening to the greatest story that's ever been told. Do not spend your time thinking how much it's needed for others. Please, I'm begging you. Become someone that the gospel means so much to you that every time you hear the message, it's a reminder of who you are and what Jesus has done for you. I promise what the Spirit does in you as you rejoice in the gospel will be exactly what's needed at summer camp. Because when you finally are sitting with that student and you're talking through the gospel with him, it's not a, hey, you really need this, you should check the box. It's a, this changed my life, I'll never be the same. I promise your life could never be the same too. It's a, it, a natural shift in how you approach everyone you talk to about the gospel. If while you're at camp, you are reminding yourself daily, because it's all over, right? It's constantly being put in your face, how much the good news means to you. The gospel is for you. Number three. Always be positive. 
Have fun, always. Part of that, you know, is a little bit similar to the teaching when we talk about club and you got a skit going on up front and you're running the skit and it's bombing. Like the person who's supposed to do the skit and but was supposed to be funny, they're not doing it at all. And he feels awkward and he's not even laughing. He's like, you know, you're like, kiss the candlestick. Or he's like, no, I don't want to. This sucks. I'm walking with it. You know, I'll quit. You know, you're like, right? The best thing to do there is not to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. This is so terrible. Right? It's you got to laugh. You got to let it go and have fun. I'm telling you guys, anyone think this might come into play this summer? I'm telling you, it will. Okay? Do not forget. I know you've been to camp 27 times, right? I know you've been to camp. You know what it's like. All of you, except Bailey, have been to camp. <laughs> it's going to change your life. <laughs> All of you know, though, that is a great thing, but it's also not a good thing. And it's not a good thing because you will be so tempted to not be positive. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing this. This is so stupid. Oh my gosh. And I know, I'm telling you right now, students read more on you than you think that they do. Okay, I took a not, my Evan Griffin, communication professor, teaches nonverbal communication, teaches all these classes. And you, if you haven't heard this before, don't, don't forget it. It's just a true thing. 90% of communication is nonverbal. You don't have to say anything. Your students are going to read it. Oh, man. Brady's pissed. He does not like what's going on here. And Brady's like, no, I love it. It's great. But they're like, oh, no, we can tell. You hate these people, don't you? Or you hate that, like... <laughs> I mean, Brady's pretty rough. He's got a lot of hatred. <laughs> So, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? You can't, you, you have to personally let it go and rejoice in all, you know, this scripture, there's so much, you have so much to rejoice in. And let me tell you what will happen, no matter what, that you can always fall back on is the gospel will be shared and you will get to talk to your students about it. I don't know what's going to happen at camp. I don't know if they're going to, uh, you know, staple masks to everyone's head so they can't even take them off and you're literally going to be confined, you know, one, everyone's going to have like a six-foot bubble that they can't let anyone in. I don't know what's going to happen exactly because they're talking, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, nothing's going to happen and then sometimes they're like, oh yeah, we're going to be really strict on things and I can't get a read at all. And to be honest, I don't think they know. I think most of the people who run camp stuff are just kind of a little lost as well. So I don't know what's going to happen other than I know that your kids will hear the gospel. That will happen. Rejoice in that. Be positive about everything and all, at all times work to just have fun. These elements are woven into the list that I gave you guys. So as you're looking at it, right, you want to make sure that you understand being positive is going to work into all these kind of things that are on here. Number four, 
No authority issues. I figured I'd just put these right together. No authority issues. If you need a little help on that, read this scripture. No, that's not the right scripture. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, about attitude, yeah. So this is about attitude. Because authority can read that on you as well. Like, listen. If there was ever a summer for me to say, don't have authority issues. If someone says, hey, I really want you to put your shoes on backwards. You need to do that. Because that's what the whole camp is doing. And that's what we were told to do. It's a New York State law. So I need you to do that. You need to put your shoes on backwards. Okay? Like, and I need you to put your shoes on backwards and smile about it. And keep telling yourself, okay, I can rejoice because the gospel is going to get shared. Not sure why I'm wearing my shoes backwards, but I know that Jesus is going to get talked about and going to get shared. You, you guys need to, I mean, a lot of you aren't old enough to know, but the older ones can know you are going into camp already with a reputation where everyone will be watching. Okay? I mean, I can't, Allie has already called me like three times and being like, Rick, every time I tell somebody I'm from Northern Kentucky, and they're like, oh, are you the one that you know broke the window the other night? No, I didn't break a window. Well, you're from Northern Kentucky. I just figured you did that. Right? Like, it's wonderful. Part of that reputation is built on the fact of what I'm going to talk about next, okay, is that we, I encourage you to be a strong leader and to make this week amazing week for your students. But what I don't encourage is authority problems. Especially this year. Don't go there, okay? At one point, I, most of you probably don't, even, some of you older ones know this, but I was this close to losing my job as an area director for Young Life because of the authority issues that our area had at summer camp. I mean, at one point, my boss's boss said to me with great clarity, Rick, if I hear one more thing from anything that happens with your leaders at summer camp, you're fired. It's like, I'm like, I, I can't control, Rick, I, I realize it's not, you can't control that, but they're your leaders and you, you gotta fix it. Like, it was bad, right? Was anyone a part of the time that Steve Gardner and Rob Crocker made, met with leadership without me? Is anyone there? Were you guys there? Like literally, Rob, who was my boss at the time, and Steve, who is my best friend on Young Life staff, we're at a weekend, a Rock Ridge, or not Rock Ridge, Great Wolf weekend, and they're like, Rick, we want to meet with your area without you tonight. I'm like, well, we have an area. No, you're, you need to not be there. Uh, okay, right? And Rob and Steve met with all of leadership and said, you guys are going to get Rick fired. You can't do this anymore. That's essentially the message that they gave. So I'm, in, I'm telling you guys that story so you know we just have this reputation, right? People are going to be looking. And the moment that they say, okay, hey, you guys over here, you need to wear your masks. And they know you're from Northern Kentucky because you know, they'll have their radar up and they'll be watching your attitude. Oh, are you, are you, 
wait, was that like, you don't like what I'm saying? Like they're literally going to have their radar up watching. This year, more than any other time, don't go there. Please. All right? Next year, give them the bird and walk away. <laughs> okay? And I'm just, don't do that. This year, I need you guys. This is why we're not recording it. This year, I need you guys to fall in line with this, all right? Right here, number five. Creative leadership. Hey, this year, you know the one thing they're going to push, which is great for community building, they're going to be more militant about keeping you with your cabin. You and your group staying together. Awesome. Now you just got to come up with, what am I going to do with my group, with my guys, that's different. One of the things, ideas on here, right, if you want to create something, like I would hope all of you have thought through Cabin bell rings, we go back to the cabin, we do a cabin time, it's only 11.45. Do not sit and say, yeah, we're gonna do whatever, so I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and look at my phone, because none of you have your phones, because you're not a leader, but I'm gonna go to the leader lounge and look at my phone, right? Like, you gotta come up with something. That's the time, I mean, you know how many, Games of war I've played with cards. They call it war anymore. I don't even know what they call it, right? Like, I've played uh, like more games of war than you can imagine because I'm like grabbing guys and saying, hey guys, let's, let's play some cards. Let's do some, let's play war. Hey guys, let's do, you know, this is where all the wrestling stuff comes from with the guy cabins, right? This is where all the stuff comes from where it's like, in-house, in-dorm, in-lobby, in your cabin, you're coming up with anything you can come up with, right, that's creative leadership. If you need help with that, you can look on this list, ask older leaders. Most areas have traditions of things. I mean, it was 20 years ago, we used to have the silent football tradition. Does anyone play that anymore? Was that ever? I played it last weekend. <laughs> We did have to outlaw silent football. It wasn't with high school students. Okay. It was with it's, adult friends. It was like old high school students who were like, you remember silent football? We got to play. The point is, you might have a tradition if you don't have a tradition. And honestly, silent football, if you play it smart, is totally fine. It's, but you got to be smart and you got the commissioner's got to be somebody mature. Okay? The problem is, is it gets way out of control. So we had to like mix it in our area 10 years ago, and everybody's like, what's that on football? Just ask an older leader, they'll tell you about it. It's not that complicated. You just make people do stupid things. It's basically. It's the gentleman's game. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> but the point is, it was a tradition, right? People would be like in cabin time. Guys would be like in cabin time, and they're like, are we done? Because we gotta start selling football. Are we done, right? Be creative in your leadership. All right, along the same lines, number six. Say no. I, I can remember as a college leader and even my first year or two on staff, how hard this was. I get it. It is so hard 
to say no. It is like, I mean, I remember thinking like, like I need to say no, but the word wouldn't come out. And I'd be like, well, maybe you shouldn't, we could, maybe if you want to try. Like, I'm like, blah, 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 like can't even get the word no to come out of my mouth because I am so wanting these guys to have a great time, right? I'm wanting, I'm wanting to not be the school teacher that says, no, you can't, right? But I promise, once I started to get through this, when I was in college and when I was a lot of your guys' age and I started using the word no at the right times, it's okay and it works. The students do not respond the way, right? Hey, come on, let's go. We're gonna, let's go do that. Let's go break all the windows in the girls' dorm. It'll be awesome. Come on. Let's do it. No, I don't think we should do that. Oh, come on, Rick. Don't we? You're such a killjoy. Why? Like, listen, no, you can't go do that. Oh, okay. Well, let's play war cards. I love that game. Okay, right? Great. Thanks for the shift, right? That's, right? We went from breaking windows in other dorms to playing cards. But that's what high school kids will do. And suddenly, like, he doesn't care about that breaking windows thing anymore. Do not be afraid and make sure that you say no. You need to say no. It's going to happen at some point. I have done a lot of camp trips. I haven't done any in, what, five or six years with high school students. But even when I've gone on some trips with college students, like, I've had to say no. Don't think we can do that. Now, if you're trying to be creative, I'm not going to get into this now, I would always try to say no, but we could, right? I was never just, no, I am the fun police, and I say no. Go sit down, right? It was never like that. It was always, no, but you know, what about this? Because I'd already thought this through. Like, here's some ideas. What if we took all of our mattresses we put them over the entire floor in the lobby. And we had this huge wrestling match between like, we'll start with the smallest guys. And guys are like, yeah, let's do it. Right? Let's make Johnny go against Jimmy. It'll be hilarious. Whatever, right? But I have thought through some creative leadership when it's time to say no. I mean it, guys. You got to say no. Hey, what are you guys, what, what are you, why aren't you guys getting dressed? Like, are you, you wear that to bed? You're, you're, uh, you wear your gym shoes and your baseball cap and your jacket to bed? That's weird. What do you... But, oh, no, no. We're going to... Uh, everybody falls asleep, we're going to go out and we're going to, you know, pop the blob and then we're going to cut the zip lines. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> if you guys listen, if you have to say no, okay, right, if you got to be able to understand your group. If guys are really pushing you on stuff, because this happens with guys probably more than girls, but if they're really pushing you on stuff, pull aside the two leaders of the group, whoever they are, who you have identified socially. These are the two guys that everyone listens to. They're the most vocal. They're the most, and you pull them aside, listen, guys, I really need you guys to listen to me when I say this. Like, I don't care. If you were to go out and you were to cut all the zip lines, and then that comes back to me, the problem is, is, well, then, you guys aren't going to get in really much trouble at all, but I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. And then when I get in a lot of trouble, like it just, just really sucks. So I would constantly with students use the, the premise, if you care about me, if you want to help me, 
don't get me in trouble by doing stupid stuff. And maybe you want to have that talk with a kid or two before the trip even starts. Like, hey, Jimmy, you've got a reputation for doing some pretty stupid stuff, right? You like to break into places and you like to steal things. Like, listen, if you do that, right, I know you're just a student and people might blow it off a little bit, but, but I'm going to get in big trouble. Does that make sense? And I really need you to not do that stuff for me. And I'm telling you, every time the guys are like, oh, yeah, totally, Rick. Yeah, we, we love you, man. You're awesome. Like, we, okay, for you, we would do it. For you, we'll be good. But it's, you know, it's an excuse for them to do that. You got to say no. Last, number seven, most important, the crossroads. One on ones. I cannot understate the priority. This is why you're there. This is why we're sprinting down the stretch that every single student would be put at a crossroads in life to choose Jesus or to not. And that's going to happen one-on-one -on -one with students. You, this is, you can't, I cannot understate, and it's on here, some different things about one-on-ones. You make sure every student gets a one-on-one. -on -one. You make sure they know it's coming. I always tell the guys the first night in cabin time, hey, I just want you guys to know, sometime during the week, I'm going to grab each of you so we can get a one-on-one. -on -one. I just want to talk to you about life and how you're doing, and talk to you about what you're hearing up front. Right? Because you don't, you know, you want them to hear you saying, right, your priority and what you think on this matter matters. And that's where things happen. That's where you walk through the gospel with them. That's where they come to an understanding. That's where, even if they're not sure why they're doing it, you're putting them at a place and they're saying, yeah, I, I think I get it. I want, I want to follow Jesus. What do I do? They won't say that. But you can tell they're like, well, what's next? They're like, let's pray. Here's what I want you to pray. And there's going to be a say-so. And this is what that looks like. It's say-so. I want you to stand up. Because if you're really going to change your life for Christ, you're really going to make this change. Like, we need everyone to know. You want everyone to know. Like, you, you put them at a crossroads where they understand it's Jesus and following Jesus and their life will change, or it's not following Jesus. Your job is not to convince them to follow Jesus. Your job is to put them at a crossroads where there is no more middle ground. Because that's where every student wants to walk. Wait, I mean, I had students say to me, oh, I remember... When I was the college leader, I remember some students saying this to me. I, I really don't want to change anything in my life. I'm a pretty good guy. But I don't want to go to hell. Can I somehow not go to hell and not change anything? I mean, that's, that's the middle. That's what, that's what everyone wants to live and walk in. Your job is to say exactly what I said to that student, which is, Sorry. Jesus says either you're all with him and he becomes your Lord and you follow him. That's what it means to be a Christian. A Christ one is a Christ follower. So either you're going to follow Jesus or you can just keep living how you want and doing what you want. There isn't a middle ground. It's so important that we do that, that we put the students at the crossroads. On this list, on this paper, there's a bunch of different stuff related to all these things that I've talked about. I hope that you guys 
can read through this list. Things uh, in the other category, don't spend too much time on volleyball uniforms, listen to the assignment team, uh, be a leader, lead well, you gotta tell students no. Giving discipleship and main students leadership. I've been on camp trips with 100 students at summer camp and I didn't have one one-on-one -on -one with a student who didn't know Jesus, but I did have a lot of one-on-ones with my main students who were walking students through having one-on-ones. Does that make sense? Which is great, right? I mean, that's, that's when something's pretty developed down the road. But the point is like you utilize and give leadership to your main students. Club, cheering, having fun, sitting together. Oh, post camp, you guys see that little thing in there? Such a great thing, do not forget. Before you go home, you set the first post-camp campaigners. So before you go home, so everyone is saying, hey, here's when we're getting together next. I would encourage all of you to have an area, not area, a school meeting at the end of the week. They'll give you opportunity to do it. You meet with your school and you say, this is when and where campaigners is. When we get home, we'll see you guys there. The other thing that if you're setting up Bible studies, set them up at camp. And literally what we have done in the past is Julie, the leader, meets with her four girls at camp the first time. They meet, they say, oh, this is going to be so fun, we'll have a Bible study, and here's where and when we're going to meet when we get home. So set that stuff up at camp and start that going. Very easy once students start coming to Christ down the stretch for that kind of stuff to build, because the students are like, I'm so excited, it's so great, and they're like, yeah, I'm so excited too. They're like, well, what's next? And you're like, well, now we're going to start meeting. Now we're going to start a Bible study. It'll be so fun. We'll meet every week. We'll talk about, we'll look at the Word together. We'll talk about Jesus. We'll talk about our lives. <coughs> have Bible study. Campaigners. You're telling them about where and when campaigners is. You're doing that stuff at camp. One-on-one, -on -one, some cabin time ideas in the cabin, community building. Your leader team, I hope you're meeting with your leader team every day. Prayer, strategize, love each other, and encourage each other. Right? Find the time to make that happen.